0: If you've ever gone on a tour of Mammoth Cave, you may remember the part when the guide turns off the lights and you're stuck in complete darkness. You literally cannot see the hand, your hand in front of your face. Soon you start to imagine seeing lights, or at least colors, floating in the darkness. Yet today, we have the opposite problem. Since electric lights have been invented, everything is lit up. Parents complain to their children to turn off the lights. And scientists, trying to study the stars in the sky, complain about light pollution. Their telescopes can't get a good look because of all the light being emitted by our towns and our cities. What is it about us as people? Why do we need light so badly? Today's first reading talks about light a lot. This portion of the book from the prophet Isaiah is a prophecy about the Israelites returning to Jerusalem after their exile in Babylon. Isaiah talks about the light of God shining and bringing the Israelites back to Jerusalem and back to the temple. But the lights don't just bring the Jewish people. Isaiah says it brings all people. When Isaiah says to the Israelites, your sons and daughters will come, we could interpret that to mean those Jewish people who had left Jerusalem prior to the exile. But then Isaiah goes on to say that they will be bringing caravans of camels. And read in the light of today's gospel reading, this is a prophecy that God is shining his love on all people, Jew and Gentile. Now, you could be cynical and think, well, of course, it wouldn't just be the Jewish people returning to Jerusalem. Everyone will be going back because there's money to be made when opening a new city. But that isn't what Isaiah sees. In fact, he sees the opposite. The Gentiles are following the Jewish people into Jerusalem and bringing all their best stuff. Isaiah sees the Gentiles bringing their best things to be given as gifts to God. Yes, the riches of the world are being brought to God. Isaiah's prophecy is brought to fulfillment by the Magi and through the gifts that they bring to Jesus. Now I'm guessing you probably already know this, but I'm going to remind you anyway. The magi bring gold, signifying that Jesus was a king. They bring frankincense, or what we might call just incense, to signify that Jesus was a god. And they brought myrrh, which is an expensive perfume used in the funerals at that time. Myrrh signified that Jesus was a man and that he would die for us. So in summary, the significance of the Magi's gifts is that Jesus is a king and a god, and that he will die for his people. Now, we would expect it to be the other way around. Normally, it's people that die to protect their king. And more importantly, People die to protect their deity. But with Jesus, everything is turned upside down. Jesus, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, will die as a sacrifice for our sake. So how are we supposed to interpret these readings today in the here and now? Well on this Feast of Epiphany, all of us are called to imitate the Magi. So what can we bring to Jesus, our King, our God, and our sacrifice? I'm sure you all know the Christmas song, The Little Drummer Boy. It talks about a poor boy who brings the best of what he is to Jesus. And we, too, are called to bring our best to God. We need to bring our hearts, our minds, our souls, our authentic selves as a gift to God. St. Gregory Nazianzus is quoted as saying that bringing the spiritual gifts of ourselves to God is more sublime than those gifts which can be seen with the eyes. Now the gospel also says that the magi prostrated themselves, literally fell on their knees before a king and a god. Now I'm not suggesting that as we come into church or stand before the tabernacle that we fall to our knees but we can probably all do a better job in showing some reverence to Jesus. Be intentional when you make a sign, make the sign of the cross at the baptismal font. Think about what you're doing and saying. Don't just act like you're splashing some water on your face on a hot day. Now, I had to correct myself from doing just this the other day when I was in a hurry to get something from the sacristy. So it's something we all need to work on. But we need to remember when we come into, the, into a church, we aren't just entering some other building. We're entering God's space. And we need to be, remember to be reverent Well, I'm not sure if you remember back at the beginning of this homily, but I asked a rhetorical question. What is it about people that we need light so badly? I think it's because we all know deep down in our hearts that Jesus is the light of the world. And we all want this light. Jesus is right here on this altar, or at least will be in a couple minutes. And after that, he'll be on our hands or on our tongues as we receive him in the Eucharist. Let's give him the best Christmas gift we can. Let's give him ourselves and our humble reverence. Amen. My friends, we have heard God's word. We heard how it can apply to where we are right now in our own lives. And we too,